Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, and this NFL episode covers wildcard round 2023. Game sets take place over January 14th, 15th, and 16th. If you're here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pitchtheprofessor.com slash new for some explanations, goals, and community rules. As always, remember, there are no locks in gambling. But what I'm going to do is make one pick on every one of these playoff games, all at one unit each. Usually, this is where I would talk about plays of the day and stuff like that. We do that for other sports. NFL is not my main focus, but I'm hopping on here to talk about the playoff games. So again, if you aren't with us over in college basketball, MLB coming up hopefully sooner. I love baseball. That's where I, I feel like we really do our best work. So check us out over there. But if not, what we're covering here is NFL. I've got a model that I've built that predicts what's going to happen. And it does adjust for quarterback play. It's the main injury focus that we've got on it. So it does know about quarterback situation. Otherwise, it's mostly about season long data, which works pretty well from a predictive standpoint. If you're interested in our Discord chat, it's the best place to get questions answered about these or other games across all sorts of sports. But as always, take what you like and leave the rest. Lastly, please understand the good or bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to see it'll be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. And you're right to it, but before we do, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. If you're interested, we've got a lot of extra benefits over on that Patreon. That's where you can access both the plays of the day and the discords we've already talked about, along with access to ad-free shows. Otherwise, let's get to it all. It's courtesy of BetOnline. Sign up, link in the show description. And current as of the time of this recording here, it is Thursday afternoon. Two games on Saturday, 335 Central kickoff. Seahawks at the 49ers. Um you know, 49ers, obviously a really good team. Uh, a, you know, a one Brock Purdy uh, having some good moments for the 49ers, kind of keeping them afloat as they managed a pretty good 13-4 season. The Seahawks, on the other hand, I, you know, I love more football. I love more games. I love bigger playoffs because more games. But, I mean, I think if we all want to be honest with ourselves, the Seahawks maybe not really deserving to be in the playoffs. But when you get there – you know, you never know what's going to happen. There have been many years. You can talk about just the NFL. You can talk about any sport where there's been a team that you said maybe didn't deserve to be there. I think about Ohio State back in the first college football playoff back in 2000, whatever year that was, uh, when they won the thing. And, and most people argued that they didn't even deserve to be there, and, and yet they won it. Seahawks not going to win the Super Bowl almost assuredly this year, but I am going to back them to cover nine and a half here against San Francisco. The model says it should be 9.4. So the model says it's priced pretty well, um, but you have a little bit of value here just because of the way that the numbers fall uh, from a probability standpoint that if you went on average by 9.4, uh, that doesn't mean just because that's the mean, doesn't mean it's also the median. And in fact, we actually have a little bit more probability clumped on the underdog side than the favorite side. So obviously the 49ers are the better team in their home and they should be favored. It's just that nine and a half is a lot of points. This is first weekend. And, and you're going to hear me talk about it a couple times here, uh, specifically with their game, but it is a situation where, 
yes, the home teams are better, um, but you know, there's still a lot of situations where it's just too many points because everybody is on that side because everyone looks at it and says the 49ers are home. They're the better team. And so people are going to lay th that number. The books know that they shade that number a little bit. And there's just a little bit of value here taking the dog. Obviously eating 10 would be much more, you know, preferable, but of course with the longer extra point, you get up with a weird score. So, I mean, uh, the 49ers winning by something like nine wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. So I'm going to grab the nine and a half with the Seahawks here in a game that, is supposed to have some bad weather, lower scoring. Who the heck really knows how it's going to play out? Both quarterbacks on these two teams, both kind of eh, don't really know how all that's going to affect it. So just kind of give me a bunch of points. Uh, again, I wouldn't take less than seven, obviously, but getting more than a touchdown here seems like a wise investment for them to hear it with the Seahawks. To the night game, Saturday, 7 15 p.m. Central. Chargers at the Jaguars. Chargers are two and a half point road favorites. My model says that these two teams are about even, which is why I've got the Jaguars as a 1.3 point favorite. I'm giving the Jaguars a very small home field advantage. We've seen home field in the NFL over the years become worth less and less. And, and I've got a variable home field system. You know, some of your. Uh, you know, your Kansas cities and the new Orleans and the, and some of those places like that get a little bit more of a home field advantage, but Jacksonville's not one of them. Now with the playoffs here, of course you have to assume that, you know, it'll be, it'll be sold out. I would hope um, be a lot of fans there, of course, but in general, it's just not quite the same atmosphere. So, and, and again, in general, just overall home field being worth a little bit less. So I'm not even giving them that much home field here. I just think these two teams are pretty close to each other. Um, both of them solid. Neither one of them great. Neither one of them you look at and you think they got a real chance to win this report. Anything can happen in sports. Uh, but two teams that you kind of, I kind of just feel are maybe just a little bit above average. I mean, give me the home team in points here. It's kind of an easy decision in my in my book. Obviously, you'd love to get three. Um, you can look money line on this one. Maybe you split your wager a little bit. Um, I think I was seeing about plus 115 with the Jaguars. So that makes some sense as well. Obviously, the two and a half here. Either way, I think that's the right side. Again, given that I'm just not seeing anything in the data that really tells me that the Jaguars are good enough to travel you know, across the country um, and win this game. I think the Jaguars win more than half the time. So give me the points or the plus odds. Again, anything can happen in sports. And obviously, it being later, the, the there's not a time issue, right? If this was the noon Sunday game, that would be a little bit more of an issue, of course, for the Chargers. But, um, it, you know, just a... a, a Tougher travel spot in general. Again, just give me the home team when I'm just not convinced the Chargers. I know they're fun to watch. I'm just not convinced they're really that much better than this Jaguars. I think both these teams are just kind of okay. So give me points with the home team there on that one. Sunday noon Eastern, or excuse me, noon Central kickoff. Um, Dolphins at the Bills, you know, uh, what we expect to be the biggest blowout of the weekend. There are some projection systems I've seen out there that are uh, predicting, you know, Bills by 20 or something like that. And that wouldn't honestly surprise me. Uh, obviously, the Dolphins without Tua, you know, not great. It, it, even with Tua, you'd still say the Bills at home should be at least seven point favorites. Bills are a fantastic football team. One of the one of the teams you really have to like um, their chances to get to the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, you know, the AFC is tough, but, um, you know, Bengals are, are are good. And of course the chiefs are good as well, but one of the top teams in the NFL without Tua, yeah, the Dolphins just, I don't think they stand much of a chance here. We do tend to see a blowout here in this round, a blowout in the next round. Um, 
this seems to be the most likely one. I'm going to lay the 13 with the Bills. My model says it should be Bills minus 14. And when you consider the Dolphins, again, without Tua, I kind of think now they're a below-average team. I think with Tua, you can make a case that they're a little bit above average. They're kind of more in that Chargers-Jaguars range where they're just – they're okay. They're not bad, but without Tua – I think this is a massive mismatch. I think the Bills win this one handily. So I don't love laying big numbers, but this is the case that I think it's perfectly fine to do. I'm going to lay the 13 with the Bills. Sunday afternoon, 345 Central Giants at the Vikings. Caught a little chatter on Twitter, and it sounds like a bunch of people are taking the three with the Giants. I don't know. I'll take the, I'll lay the three with the Vikings. I think that they are um, the better team at home. I don't mind laying three. Three is still the most common number in all football, so obviously the Vikings winning by three is very possible. Um, but I just think this, this Vikings team is 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 better than the Giants. I'm not I'm not saying by a ton, right? But I think they're these two teams are relatively similar, and or the Vikings are uh, the better team according to my model. Looking through everything that we can find here, I just I I think that there might be some chatter about you know the Giants being. Uh, better and potential and whatever, but I just think the Vikings are solidly or quietly a solid team. I'm really through with Vikings. It's pretty straightforward to me. My model says it should be Vikings minus 4.2. And I think three to four is a pretty good number here. Um, obviously three and four pretty common outcomes. And those would be the two I expect. So uh, there's the most likely chances. So in one of those, we went and in one of them, we push. I'm really three with Minnesota there on Sunday afternoon. So tonight, Ravens at the Bengals. Bengals are a nine-point home favorite. And kind of copy-paste what I said here about the 49er Seahawks game. I'm going to grab the nine with the Ravens. I am assuming uh, that Lamar Jackson is not going to play. I do believe, at least last I heard, there was reports he might play. Some people were giving it a chance to. I'm just assuming he's not going to play. That obviously dings the Ravens a lot. If he does come back and play, even better. And if he does come back and play, this number should easily fall under a touchdown uh, because he is worth uh, somewhere around the neighborhood of probably about six points. Um, the drop off from him to Huntley. So, you know, that obviously makes a big deal, but even without Lamar Jackson, and again, the Bengals are a really good football team. I, again, one of the top, you know, five teams probably in football. It's just that winning by this much against a team that I think is decent um is not easy to do. And and the, the difference in the Dolphins Bills game was simply the fact that um, the Dolphins losing their quarterback takes them from, in my opinion, an okay, maybe slightly above average team to a below average team. Whereas the Ravens, I think with Lamar Jackson are a pretty good football team. Uh, maybe not quite to the level uh, you know, of the, of the Bengals and, and the bills and the chiefs and you know, those teams or whatever, but, but they're like right behind them and losing him does drop them, but not quite as much as I think it hurts the Dolphins. So he, he got a good coach there in Baltimore. I think they, he can, he's got to scheme something up. I think there's a chance he can kind of hang around, muck this game up a little bit. Nine points is a lot. I'm going to grab the nine, even with Lamar Jackson out. Sideline says this should be Bengals only minus eight. And again, let's talk about it. The Bengals on average are by eight. That means that we cover this um, around 55% of the time, uh, given the fact that you know um, the mean and the median are not necessarily the same in this distribution, given the fact that we're, we can only have whole number outcomes uh, and the way points uh, probabilities clump up around certain key numbers. Uh, so grabbing the nine with the Ravens there is the play Sunday night, according to the model. And then wrapping us up here, Monday night, 7:15 central time Cowboys at Tampa Bay. I'm going to lay the two and a half Cowboys. 
Sideline says it should be Cowboys minus three. Again, it is a lot of fun having that longer extra point. It does make things really weird watching NFL games now because I still haven't quite got used to it yet with uh, scores just sometimes being a lot weirder. You know, back in the day, it used to be safeties was the only way to do it uh, for the most part to get numbers off. Uh, you know, occasionally you'd have that team. I remember there was a while for the Steelers where there was one season where like every time they scored first, they would go for two. But other than those situations, you know, it was kind of, you just stuck on your key numbers and now, now things get off a little more, but three is still the most key number in football. I think the Cowboys on average by three, I think laying less than three makes a lot of sense. As long as you're laying a number like this, if this number moves out towards three, you know, don't buy it down to two and a half, just lay the three. You might push there. Um, but buying points almost always, you know, these days not worth it. There was a time when that wasn't true. There was a time when you could actually buy certain points of value for a little bit cheaper than they were actually worth, and you got a good deal. Those days, I, I believe, are, are are all gone now. So uh, you delay the two and a half, or if it goes up, just delay the three. I think Cowboys by three makes a lot of sense here. Uh, Cowboys, <laughs> you know, as a franchise, have definitely struggled here in the playoffs. At some point, you know, is that going to continue to happen? I, I don't know. I, I'm not a fortune teller. Um, you know, are the struggles that the Cowboys had 10 years ago in the playoffs relevant to today? Probably not. The only common thread there is Jerry Jones. And and as bad as a GM as he is, you know, uh, he's not on the field playing, right? Are some of the struggles that the Cowboys had, you know, whatever that was, three years ago, four years, can't remember, those relevant? Yeah, some of those are the same players, and some of that would be relevant here. But I kind of think on the road actually helps them out a little bit, um, getting away from home, some of the pressures there. Um, I also think those pressures and those situations are more likely to manifest themselves against tougher competition than this Bucks team that just hasn't been that good this year. Um, you know, losing Gronk, of course, Brady now uh, just a little bit older, and and it's still not bad, but just not for the most part, the same that we've seen. We've seen this Bucks team only have spurts where they've looked competent and maybe, maybe they can put all that together here for 60 minutes and just kind of run that, that type of offense that has given them success sometimes in comebacks and overtime late game type situations. But unless they do that for 60 minutes, this Cowboys team, I just think is a lot better. Um, I'm not saying the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, but I, I just, I think they're a lot better than him. I think they go over the win. And again, given that three is the most common number here, I like laying a number less than that. So I'm going to lay the two and a half here with the Cowboys. I know that's obviously fading Tom Brady, which is something you, you know, usually advise against doing, but also how many times have we seen Tom Brady with a sub 500 team in the playoffs? So, uh, you know, things just aren't the same as they always were in that regard. And I know the Cowboys, uh, again, not a team that's historically had a lot of success here in most of our recent memories, but uh, I just don't think that's going to be what bites them in the playoff for this specific round. I don't think this is the team to do it to them. If those struggles appear, I think it will be in future rounds when they face stiffer competition. And that's all I've got for you. Thanks for tuning in to this maybe a little bit of surprise NFL episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can install the sports betting content provided on this channel. It's dropped right into your feed. Still back with you six days a week with college basketball betting content. Until I see you again, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>